Greetings, Body of Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yah's Laws and Commandments. Shabbat Shalom today, being, today being the biblical Sabbath, the seventh day of the week where we are at home resting. Our weather here in Florida, the humidity has been low, and this must be a good teaching because as soon as I went outside and just about to hit the record button, our neighbors fired up their generator. And so we had to cancel out that recording and come inside. Uh, but prayerfully, we'll be able to start having our teachings back outside. So I pray your week is good. Thank you for tuning in. What we're going to minister on today is on the subject, Yeshua is our atonement. Yeshua is our atonement. Let's start out in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And this is what came to me this morning as I woke up and Early this morning, when I woke up, I just kept, hear, kept hearing this, and I just kept uh, meditating on it. Yeshua is our atonement. We know that we are honoring on Tuesday sundown to Wednesday sundown the Feast of Atonement. And I know a lot of people here in Florida still don't have power. Um, so anybody that is part of this channel, they may be able to celebrate and participate with this teaching on the Feast of Atonement. It's not so much what you do or don't do, it's the attitude of your heart, that your heart wants to keep Yahweh's feast. And granted, there are a lot of people that are suffering from this hurricane, and they are busy cleaning up, you know, People's houses have been destroyed. People's livelihoods have been destroyed. Vehicles have been destroyed. Nonetheless, um, they still have a heart to keep Yahweh's Feast of Atonement. So in Matthew 1, 21, it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Yahshua. For he shall save his people from their sins. So we see right here that the angel before Yeshua was born, that the angel came and spoke to Gabriel and let him know Yeshua's mission. And his mission was to save us from our sins. And without that, we would be toast at the end of our life, burnt toast, crispy toast, so on and so forth. Let's go to Leviticus 23, and we'll read verse 27 through 32. So Yeshua, Yahshua, is our atonement. He came to deliver us from our sins. And in verse 20, 26, it says, And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. Now, in the Torah, all they could look forward to was the prophetic day of atonement by the Messiah, but they did have a temporary atonement that the priests did when they performed their sacrifices unto Yahweh for the sins of Israel. All right? And it says here, It shall be a holy convocation, unto you, and you shall afflict your souls. 
Now, I don't know why, but a lot of people have thought and believed that meant they needed to fast on the Day of Atonement. But the Day of Atonement, first off, is a feast day. Secondly, it is a Shabbat. And a Sabbath, any Sabbath, there is never no commandment from Yahweh to fast. Any feast day, there is no commandment from Yahweh to fast. People through tradition have thought this meant fast, but if you look up the Hebrew word for afflict in, say, a concordance, it will tell you what it means, and people just assume that it means fasting of food, but it doesn't. And here's, here's what it means. It's, it's the Hebrew word in the Strong's H6031. It means to depress, to abase, to afflict self, chasten, gentleness, to humble yourself, and there, there's a few other meanings to listen, to make music. Well, n none of the definitions, when you look it up and you look at each definition, none of it has anything to do with fasting of food. It might have to do with dealing with oneself to abase oneself, to humble oneself, to confess oneself's sins or infirmities or weaknesses that one has. But it never indicates it has anything to do with fasting of food. And if you and being that this is a Shabbat, if you look up all the Sabbaths, Sabbaths are never a time of fasting. Sabbaths are a time of rejoicing. Sabbaths are a feast. And we need to understand that. That fasting had to do with the traditions of man. Now, if you can find it, I know Paul <clears throat> referred to in the book of Acts, that he, and he uh, referred to uh, a time of fasting, uh, and it's referring, he's referring to, or what we thought he's referring to, is the Day of Atonement. And it, that, that could be what he was referring to, but in the Torah, there is no mention of a physical fast. And I know many ministries that I respect all teach it's a day of fasting, but that's not what the Hebrew scripture says. That when you look up these words in the Hebrew, they do not mean fasting of food. So that's something to think about, that's something to research, that's something to listen to the voice of Yahweh. And of course, if the voice of Yahweh leads you to fast something, then obey his voice. But if it's just tradition, then you don't need to obey tradition. All right. And so it says, and you shall afflict your souls and offer and offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. And you shall do no work in the same day, for it is a day of atonement. To make atonement for you before Yahweh your Elohim, for whatsoever soul it be that shall not afflict, shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from his people. Now, again, it's not referring to fasting. I would say it's referring more to humbling yourself and to a day of repentance. That you need to be repenting. And you don't need to fast food 
for repentance. Repentance is a form of humbling yourself, afflicting yourself because of maybe a certain area that you have issues with. Maybe you get angry or maybe you treat people ugly or wickedly or not in love or not by Yahweh's spirit. And you have a weakness in that. You need to afflict your soul, repent, discipline it, and speak to it, and talk to Yahweh about that affliction that is attacking you and that you yield to at times. We need to continually submit ourselves to Yahweh, resist the devil resists these afflictions, these curses, these generational sins, if you would, that sometimes are connected to us and we yield to them. And fasting is not the only way to accomplish disciplining yourself. So we see here in the Torah that the Day of Atonement is a Sabbath day. We also see that we need to be repentant. We need to humble ourselves. We need to discipline ourselves. What are some of the other words it means? We need to abase ourselves. So on and so forth. <clears throat> okay. Now, the word atonement in the Hebrew means Yom Kippur, Y-O-M-K-I-P-P-U-R, and it means day of covering. So in the Torah, the high priest would make a sacrifice and that blood would cover your sins for the next year. It signifies the priests and that blood covering, it signifies and it was prophetic for the covering that Yahshua would do by the blood of the Lamb for our sin. Now one of the things that I was thinking about yesterday when I was thinking about the Day of Atonement, that I wonder why in Yahweh's mind, he didn't connect the Day of Atonement with the Passover. Because the Passover was about the Lamb of Yahweh being crucified, killed, and shedding his blood for the people of Israel. And all those that would call upon his name and come under his blood, apply his blood, would be delivered from a life of sin. Just like the children of Israel were delivered and protected from the death angel when they put the blood of the lamb over their, their doorposts. And when the enemy saw the blood, they passed over. When the enemy sees the blood of the lamb, they, the enemy passes over us because the death angel cannot enter. And that uh, our sin, unless we're defiant or unless we're, we are rejecting to renounce it, our sin is covered by the blood and the enemy has no legal right. Now, if you open the door by participating in paganism, by participating in things that Yahweh says is a curse, well then you are opening the door to the enemy and he has legal right to come into your life. But if you are not opening the door and you have put that sin under the blood of the Passover lamb, then that sin is atoned for. The blood of the lamb of Yahweh, he atoned and made a covering through his blood over 
you over your life, when you live according to his laws and commandments, when you keep his Sabbaths, and, and from your heart you seek to obey him, you are covered by the blood of, of the Passover lamb and by the atoning blood of the Messiah, Yeshua. So, you know, I didn't get any answers or leadings from Yahweh's Spirit, but nonetheless, I kept thinking, I wonder why Yahweh chose the Day of Atonement to be separated from the, from the Passover, because both of them uh, are connected to, and both of them have the blood of the Lamb involved in it, both of them have um, Yeshua uh, shedding his blood so that the enemy would have to pass over us, um, that our sin would be covered by the Passover uh, atoning blood of Yeshua. So anyways, it's just something to think about. And Yeshua is... The, the atonement. His blood that he shed covers your sin. Now, don't be foolish and don't be deceived that because you've accepted Messiah Yeshua, that your sin is covered even if you yield to it again. Even if you go down that path of darkness Maybe you go back into drugs. Maybe you go back into idolatry. Maybe you go back into fornication. Maybe you go back in adultery. Maybe you go back into witchcraft. And don't think that when you go back into those things that your sin is still covered because it isn't. It isn't. So understand that. Don't be deceived. I know Christianity wants to teach once saved, always saved. And, and I know even when I was in Christianity, I never believed that because the Apostle Paul said, here, I'll show it to you. Go to Colossians. This scripture here caused some major riff with one of my in-laws to where they wrote me out and my wife, they... They more or less disinherited us, had nothing to do with us because I told them in a conversation what the scripture means. Look in 1 Corinthians um, verse, or not Corinthians, sorry, Colossians 1, 1 Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, And having made peace through the blood of his stake, meaning what he did, on the tree by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your and enemies in your mind by wicked Works. What are wicked works? You can read in Galatians 5 about the lusts of the flesh. Those are wicked works. Uh, lawlessness, disobeying Yahweh's laws and commandments are wicked works. So he says here that you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by your wicked works. All right, now it says, in the body of his flesh, so this is referring to what he did on the stake and the blood that he shed, again, referencing the Day of Atonement, and to me as well as the Passover, uh, in the body of his flesh, through, de through death, to present you set apart and unblameable, and unremovable in his sight. So now a lot of people stop reading there. So they, they believe if you receive Messiah, 
and you have an experience with him and you're born from above, then you can live any way you choose. You can go out and get drunk. You can go out and commit adultery. You can go out and commit fornication because it says here that through his death, he's going to present you set apart, unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. But you can't stop reading there. The next verse says, if, if you continue in the faith, the faith was the Torah, living according to Yahweh's laws and commandments. When we pastored in a charismatic church, I even knew then that your salvation depended upon if you continue serving and living according to the Messiah. You can't go back into the world. You can't serve the lust of your flesh willingly and live a life of sin and think you are saved or born again. It doesn't work. It says if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the good news which you have heard which was preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof I Paul am a minister so here he said that Paul or Paul was saying that if you continue in the good news what was the good news that the blood the the atoning blood the blood we celebrate on the feast of atonement the work Yeshua did on the feast of atonement as well as Passover set you apart and made you unblameable meaning you cannot be blamed for your past sin if you continue in the Torah if you continue in Yahweh's laws and commandments. If you continue obeying the Shabbats and the feast days and live according to his laws and commandments, treat one another as Yahweh would have you treat one another. Walk in love. Be as gentle and kind and gracious to others even when they are disobeying Yahweh's laws and Commandments. So we see here that you must follow. And it goes back to this always. You must continue, Yeshua said, in the Word, in the Torah, in Yahweh's laws and commandments. Then you'll know the truth, and then it will set you free. You must continue abiding in the Word, abiding in Yeshua. That's the key. That's, that's the key. We, we have, now, we all fall short, but our heart is not to go out and commit adultery. Our heart is not to go out and commit witchcraft. Our heart is not to go out and take drugs to get high. Our heart is not out to go smoke dope to get high or to get drunk to get high. Our heart is not to go out and defraud and deceive, so on and so forth. But we must continue in the faith. Now, a few other scriptures. Go to the book of Romans. The book of Romans, chapter 3 and verse 25. We're talking about Yeshua is our atonement. The blood of the Lamb of Yahweh is our atonement. He shed that blood for your infirmities, your addictions, your bondages, your problems, your sin, as well as mine, and he made atonement for us. If we continue. Verse 25 says, Whom Elohim has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. Through faith 
in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of Elohim. So it says here that Yahweh sent Yeshua to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission, for the removal, for the covering, and for that it will be as if you never sinned. When you apply the blood, the atoning blood of Yeshua, the atoning blood of the Passover lamb over your life on a regular basis, daily and numerous times in the, during the day when you realize you messed up, you sinned, you came short, you treated someone unrighteously or whatever the case may be. When you, when you do that, the blood of the Passover lamb sets you apart and covers you and removes that sin as if it never happened. Hallelujah. Now, it doesn't remove it as if it never happens if you continue in it. You know, one of the stupid things I remember as an early believer when, you know, I first got born again, I would commit a sin, ask Yahweh to forgive me, and then the next day, I'd go do the same thing. And it was, and, and I would just, you know, confess it, then I'd go do it again. But on the inside of my heart, it got darker and darker. On the inside, I got more grieved and more grieved. Why? I was grieving Yahweh's spirit. I was disobeying his laws and commandments. I was going against what I knew was not Yahweh's will for my life. So you can't be silly and you can't be deceived and you can't just be ignorant and just, forgive me, stupid and think you're going to be forgiven if you continue in whatever um, lawlessness you are involved in. And eventually, it will make you so dark and so heavy and so oppressed that you will either totally yield to it or you'll do like I did and say, no, this is, this, this is wrong. Something's wrong here. I don't know what it was at the time. Um, I knew it was sin, but, you know, I just knew it was wrong. I couldn't explain it. I just knew it was wrong by the response of the Spirit of Yahweh living inside of me. So it says here that His blood, through faith in His blood, will declare you righteous and will declare that your sins are remitted, your sins are forgiven. <clears throat> Now here's another good um, scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I believe it's verse 21. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, For he, Yahweh, has made him, Yeshua, to be sin for us. So on the stake, Yahweh made Yeshua to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of Yahweh in Him. So 
Yahweh made Yeshua to be sin for us. See, <clears throat> when you understand this, you'll, that's why you'll, you'll understand that on the, the Feast of Atonement, it's a celebration. It's not a time for fasting. Because you are celebrating and you are rejoicing that Yahweh made Yeshua to be sin for you. He took your place. And then he made you to be righteous through his atoning blood, through faith in his atoning blood, through the blood of the lamb that you put over your life daily. And that blood remits the sin. The blood removes the sin and the stain and the effects of the sin as if it never happened. So today, if you lose your temper with somebody or, you know, whatever the case may be, and you put, and you ask Yahweh to forgive you, and you ask him to put the atoning blood of Yahshua over that sin, the effect of that sin, the stain of that sin, the judgment of that sin will be lifted off of you. And Yeshua's righteousness will be upon you. So for he who made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of Yahweh in him. That is what we're celebrating on the Feast of Atonement. That is what we are celebrating in the Renewed Covenant on the Feast of Atonement. One more verse. Let's look in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Now, when the priest, when the high priest went in and sacrificed the animals for Israel's sin, that priest was standing in the gap, an intercessor, if you would, for the people of Israel and for the sins of Israel. He was a type representing prophetically someone that was going to come from Yahweh, that was promised to come from Yahweh, and be our Messiah, be our Savior. Remember when the angel came, Gabriel came to Joseph, Joseph, he said that Yeshua will pay the price. He came to save us from our sins. And that is what Yeshua means. Yah is salvation. He came to save us from our sins. And that high priest was representing him until he came. And after he came, we no longer need that high priest. All we need is the high priest, Yahshua HaMashiach, and his atoning blood. Now that doesn't mean that the Feast of Atonement is not necessary. That the Feast, there is a fulfillment when Yeshua comes the second time that will take place concerning the Feast of Atonement. But what I wanted to communicate to you is that Yeshua is our atonement. His blood is our atonement. 
we need to have an understanding about the blood of the Passover atoning blood of the Lamb of Yahweh. That he came. John said, Behold the Lamb of Yahweh who takes away the sin of the world. Yahshua took away the sin of the world on the tree, on the stake, and that's part of what we celebrate on the Feast of Atonement. In verse 14 it says, Seeing then we have a great high priest, Bless you. Thank you. That is passed into the heavens, Yahshua, the son of Elohim. And then it says, let us hold fast our profession, which means confession. So we are to hold fast the confession of our faith that Yeshua is our high priest. We are to hold fast the confession of our faith that the blood that he shed and the blood that atoned for our sins is covering us and has remitted us from our sins. He is our high priest. That's our confession. His blood has set us free from the effects of our sin. That should be our confession. He is our atonement. That should be our confession. We no longer need to look to the blood of a four-legged lamb or to the blood of a heifer. All we need to do is look to the blood of Yeshua. Look to the atoning blood of the Passover lamb, the lamb of Yahweh, Yahshua. Hallelujah. So it says here that we are to hold fast to the confession of our faith. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So that's two places that said Yahshua was without sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 and, and Hebrews 4.15. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So anytime you have a need because an infirmity is, is dominating you and you can't seem to get the victory over it, come boldly straight to the throne of grace. Come to where Yeshua is. Come right in front of him. Bow down. Humble yourself. Renounce your sin. Repent of your sin. And ask him to release the covering, the removal, the remitting, the stain, the effects, the judgment of your sin. And he will do it if you are continuing in his laws and commandments and if you're sincere in your heart. Now, a lot of people, they get their hands caught in the cookie jar. And they're really not sincere and repenting. They're just sorry they got caught. If they wouldn't have got caught, they would be continuing in whatever it is. That person, uh, unless Yahweh deals with them and they truly begin to repent, there's going to be no forgiveness. When, when, you, when you repent, you turn away from whatever sin that may be and you go in the opposite direction. If you are using drugs, you stop using drugs. If you're getting drunk, you stop getting drunk. If you are smoking weed, you stop smoking weed. If you're committing fornication, you stop committing fornication. If you're um, in idolatry, you stop committing idolatry. If you're involved in any form of witchcraft, 
you stop that form of witchcraft. You repent of it. You renounce it. You go away from it. Same way if you have temper issues. You turn away from it. And you keep turning away from it till you get the victory over it. Then it says in chapter 5, verse 1, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to Elohim, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For he himself also is compassed, compassed with infirmity. And by reason hereof, he ought as for the people, so, excuse me, so also for himself to offer sins, and no man taketh this honor unto himself, for he that is called of Elohim, as was Aaron. So also Messiah glorified, not himself, to be made an high priest. To be made an high priest. But he has said unto him, Thou art my begotten son, today have I begotten thee. And as he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And then it says, verse 8, Though we were a son, yet, though he were a son, Yet he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. So Yeshua is our high priest. We don't need a physical high priest, a man high priest. We need a high priest who has never sinned, and that high priest is Yeshua HaMashiach. And Yeshua is our high priest. He has made sacrifices. And I'm trying to think of a, of the, of a verse. It says that he made a, a sacrifice for sins once and for all. Let me see if I can Google that real. Um... Let me bear with me, please. Let me pull it up. Okay, let's read uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Let's see if we pulls it up real quick. Um, Internet's really slow here in Florida just because of the storm. Um, Hebrews, if you can find the, the verse that says it in Hebrews 10... Somewhere between verses 1 through 18. Um, bear with me, please. Uh, I don't have time to read that whole chapter. Verse 12. Can you read verse 12 since you're there? But he offering but one sacrifice for sins sat down in perpetuity at the right hand of Yahweh. All right. So in verse 12, it says that he offered ver what? Perpetuity, which means Yeshua's sacrifice is continual. Um, in Hebrews 10, verse 12, it says when Yeshua had offered for all time, one sacrifice for sins. for sins. He sat down at the right hand of Yahweh. And Linda said that word perpetuity. Perpetuity means a continual sacrifice. Uh, a continual sacrifice. Let me let me just they have a lot of versions here on on this one. Here, let me just read uh, here in this uh, Yeshua Restoration Ministries Bible. Uh, let's read what it says. It says, Now where remission of sin, 
Now, where remission of these is, there is no offering for sins. Verse 17 um, says, And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Am I in the right place? That's the King James Version, the, the renewed King James Version. Let me read the Amplified. Whereas Messiah having offered the one sacrifice, the all-sufficient sacrifice of himself for sins for all time, sat down signifying the completion of atonement for sin at the right hand of Yahweh, the position of honor. Hallelujah. Now, I substituted their pagan names for the Hebraic names when I read that. So, Messiah is our atonement. Yes. He made a sacrifice Hallelujah. once for all sins. Now, that doesn't mean that you can continue in sin. But Yeshua is our atonement. That's what I'm trying to convey. And to build your faith up that Yeshua is your atonement. And you, are, you should have faith in that atoning blood that he shed for you on the stake, on the tree. Here's another version. Um, but this man, Yeshua, uh, after offering one sacrifice for sins forever sat down at the right hand of Yahweh forever. That doesn't mean that you can continue in your sin and it be forgiven. No. But the sacrifice has been made that if you will repent and that you will turn away from it and you access the, the blood sacrifice of Yeshua, then you will be forgiven. Then you'll be forgiven. The number one thing that I have seen in my years as a pastor when I was pastoring in the church and now in Torah, that people just think that they can continue in sin and still be forgiven. Now, you don't see that much in the Torah observant believers, mostly in Christianity, but I'm sure that, you know, people are people and, you know, they want to justify some kind of sin so, you know, they could be in Torah and they, they get deceived as well. Just because you believe in the Torah doesn't bulletproof you from, from falling for deception. So, just get this. You have to continue in obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments for the blood of, the, of atonement. For the blood of the sacrifice that Yeshua did in atoning for your sin Hallelujah. to deliver you. If you want to continue in that sin, I remember a brother years ago said, you know, he knows <clears throat> that the Messiah paid the price for him. And he loves him. But he loved crack cocaine even more. And he kept going back, kept going back, kept going back because he loved the high, he loved the thrill, he loved the lifestyle. And... Um, <clears throat> That's just a, a distribution thing that they're handing out food and water here in our county. But nonetheless, he loved that lifestyle and he kept going back and forth, back and forth. And I said, Michael, whoops, I didn't want to say his name. Sorry. Um, that it takes you con constantly living a life for Messiah. And you can't keep going back and forth thinking that it's okay. And prayerfully, one day, he will get it. He is getting it. We hope he's getting it. Nonetheless, that was a slip of my tongue, so forgive me, Michael, if you're listening. But nonetheless, it proves a point that we can't continue going back and forth into the same sin. We have to get it. We have to be in faith. We have to obey Yahweh. We have to obey his laws and commandments and be set free. So anyways, I pray that you got something out of this. I pray that this helped you. 
Again, forgive me for the slip of my tongue with, with that one brother. Being that I didn't mention his last name, hopefully nobody knows There's about him. Do what? There's a lot of Michaels. <laughs> and so, um, anyways, I pray this helped you. I pray this blesses you. I pray, pray this causes you to rejoice on the Feast of Atonement and understand greater and greater about His blood and to have faith in His atoning blood. So, Father, we praise You. Father Yahweh, we worship You for the atoning blood of the Passover Lamb. We worship You that Yeshua is our atonement and where we are weak, where we have sinned, where we struggle in some area of lawlessness in our life, we apply the covering of the blood of the Passover lamb, and we thank you for setting us free. We thank you for healing us. We thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for cleansing us of all unrighteousness. And thank you, Yeshua, that Yahweh made Yeshua sin for us so that we could be made righteousness in Messiah Yeshua HaMashiach. Yahweh, thank you that Yeshua is our high priest and he paid the price for our sins forever. Now that doesn't mean that we can continue in sin. Because he paid the price, we should continue in obeying his laws and commandments, just like the disciples did in the first couple centuries. They continued in the Torah. They continued in Yahweh's laws and commandments. They continued celebrating the feast, which had an emphasis. All the priests, all the feasts emphasized Yahshua. The Feast of Atonement, we are emphasizing Yahshua HaMashiach. He is our atonement. Thank you for tuning in. Our website, YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com. Uh, you can connect with us on Facebook, Mark Pulley, or on our Facebook page at Yahweh Yahshua Assembly. Until next time, Yahweh bless you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you. Yahweh give you peace. And Yahweh make a way for you to be set free of whatever you are struggling with during this Feast of Atonement in the power and the authority of his name. Hallelujah. Yahweh bless you.